Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas 2020. It's officially Christmas. So it's 5.50. You know, I'm, I'm wide awake like a kid. I'm always up early anyway. You know, normally we, you know, we mamba hours, gang, gang. You know, we get in the lab extra early, always, especially during the summertime. But I'm always up, you know, pretty early, man, taking out to my father, just waking up earlier, you know, trying to get the day started earlier. But it's always funny because as a kid, I would always wake up super early on Christmas Day. It was like I couldn't sleep. Anxiety couldn't wait to get to, you know, whatever gifts I had. I would fall asleep at midnight, wake up at two, go back to sleep, wake up at three. And now I went to sleep, woke up finally at four, four thirty and I can't go back to sleep. Because I'm ready to open gifts. I mean, a rough time, like, you know, as a kid, especially during Christmas time. Um, I think I think this particular podcast, uh, that's probably probably would have been like vlog vlog worthy. I came I came home. I'm down in Tidewater, seven five seven. It's amazing how, you know, how the, the holidays and the seasons and things like that, they change so much. I was in a totally different space and place, uh, you know, last Christmas. And now I'm in a totally different space and place now. And right now I am home. I told my mother, uh, I, I can't make it down, you know, for Thanksgiving, but I will come down for Christmas. So now I'm here, you know, spending time with my mother, my brother. Both of my brothers are here. My sister, my youngest, my baby sister. And also my nephew, who is two years old. And I'm, you know, down here just spending time and I have a lot of uncles and aunts that are in the area that we'll see later on today. And I'm just excited about, you know, just spending the, the day uh, with them. You know, I, my day starts bright and early days, Friday. My day starts bright and early Saturday. Uh, but I'm just excited about spending the day. I've been up uh, since about 430. It's close to 6 a.m. now. And and I'm riding. I'm I'm driving. Just kind of, you know, going down memory lane right now, you know, where, you know, where where life was, um, you know, a little bit. I wouldn't even say more simple, but life was simple uh, during the times that I lived down here in Tidewater. You know, I, I grew up in Norfolk, uh, you know, in Berkeley. I lived with my mom, you know, it was her and I for the longest time and I'm moving to Chesapeake with my dad and finishing up, uh, you know, middle school and high school you know, over in Chesapeake. And right now I'm, I'm in the Greenbrier area of Chesapeake. And I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm riding. It's like, this is like the area that I used to spend the most time. You know, my first car, I was driving up and down, you know, these roads, you know, right here. And I'm, I'm heading back to the house where, you know, I live, you know, with my dad. And and then I'm a, I'm a, I'm a skate, I'm gonna get on the highway. You know, actually, won't, I won't. I'm going to drive through town because when I was in high school, I did minimal highway driving. The only time I did any highway driving, you know, for all my, my 757, you know, family, my brothers and sisters. The only time I got on the highway was when we went to the, the Virginia Beach Oceanfront. We went to the Strip. That's when I would get on the highway. But outside of that, everything was was through town. It was it was through town. That was it. All all city drive. So I'm just like, I'm just driving out here now. And it's, it's like, it's kind of. It's taking me back a little bit uh, to to when I yeah, I had my first job at this corner store. I'm riding past a you know like a little local corner store, and uh, that's where I had my first official job. And I never forget, you know, it was a very humble a humble job. I think I may have been getting paid six or seven dollars an hour. It didn't really matter to me what I was getting paid, 
as long as I was getting paid. And I would, you know, restock, you know, the, the, the coolers with drinks and sweep the floor and mop. Um, an old guy named Nick, older guy, Italian guy, you know, cool guy. He was older, much, much older, wore glasses. Darius, how are you today? Make sure you clock in. He had me clock in with a with a lottery ticket. He didn't have a punch clock. We use a lottery ticket. I would ask for a lottery ticket, one, ask for the second one, punch in, punch out. And that was how he he documented my time. But around the corner from where we lived was a mall. And I never forget, you know, getting my paycheck going into my probably my junior year was when I was like, I became a part of the Get Fresh crew uh, because I had my own money. So I, I bought whatever it was that I needed to buy and did whatever it was that I needed to do. That was very simply just what it was. And I remember riding my bike to the mall. You know, a lot of people like going to the mall on Fridays and Saturdays. But when you live that close to the mall, I would just ride my bike over there, throw my bike in the bushes, run into the mall, get exactly what I knew I wanted, and then just come back out and, and bounce. And right now I'm in, I'm in my own neighborhood. I just rode past the old house. Um, it all just looks so different. Um, I stayed next door to one of my best friends. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, you know, one of, my, one of my best homies lived right next door to me. Uh, you know, my other, like, you know, best friends, guys that I grew up with, you know, I'm, I'm riding past, you know, where they live and lived um, right now. And it's um, it's amazing, you know, being out here with the boxing gloves on, you know, boxing with each other, you know, playing football, playing video games until all times. You know, the morning we were like we were Nintendo 64 guys back then. Uh, Nintendo 64, PlayStation, Dreamcast, like that was like that was our era of video game, and that was just what we did all the time. We played video games, and we we had fun doing it. We we would do it all day, all nights. Play these video games, and then we'll come out and play basketball. Oh, it's amazing that this neighborhood it still looks exactly the same. Now, it's, I'm not too long removed. I haven't lived here in about 15 years, but the neighborhood looks it looks exactly the same. It's quiet. It's peaceful. Uh, this, I love this community in Greenbrow. It's just a very chill area. I remember we used to we would always walk around our bikes to different parks into the YMCA, and we would just hoop. They would allow me to play in the, in the adult leagues. And right now, this is kind of like a brain dump, just a memory lane, some memory lane podcast. So, you know, if you take the time to listen, thank you. But I lived over here off of Bayberry Place in Greenbrier, man. It was uh, just a great time, you know, to, to, to be alive, man. You know, me and my homies would just be around like all the time, just rocking and rolling. What, um, what also pops into my mind about the house we used to live in was my dad was big into into home improvements and he took the time to add square footage to the house uh primarily in his bedroom and his bedroom i don't know how, how much more square feet he added when i if i think back on it with like my on my mind right now he probably added an, an additional 600 square feet to the home by knocking out the back wall maybe more maybe six to seven hundred by knocking out the back wall and just really opening up uh, their bathroom and their bedroom. And I, I thought it was the most amazing thing that that was a project that he started and they completed it. It was incredible. The house still looks really good. Uh, it's in really good shape. And, um, and yeah, so I'll talk about 
you know, just seeing my, you know, my, my baby sister who I didn't get a chance to really grow up with because by then I'd moved and now she's 23 and she's grown. She's, she's moved to Orlando. She's doing her thing. She's working, you know, figuring out this life thing. Uh, I love it. I love it. Even, you know, it's so funny, you know, the more I talk to her, uh, the more, you know, she reminds me of, you know, the same person she was when she was a child, when she was little. But she also reminds me of, you know, my sister who is much older than her, who's, who's 30. She reminds me so much of her, just in her mannerisms, how they look, the love that they show, their compassion. Uh, being the oldest and, and having, you know, younger brothers and sisters has is, is been a, an amazing, an amazing journey. And, you know, now knowing that, you know, over these years, I have to spend more time with my youngest sisters. Uh, it just you you learn, you know, so much from them through conversation. They want to know everything you're doing. And as a big brother, you kind of want to know everything they're doing, but you kind of don't. You don't want to overstep your boundaries. You don't want to poke and prod too much. But it's, it's just like having a conversation with her and just being able to spend the next day or so. You know, with her, it's been great. You know, my youngest brother, uh, now he has a son, so he's a dad. So now he's automatically, you know, older. He's now, you know, went from 24, I'm hopping into 25. Uh, you know, you have a, you know, he's got a two-year-old son and he's doing a, such a fantastic job, you know, being a father with him and teaching him, you know, different things and being patient with him and just watching him in action. Uh, it's, it just shows tremendous growth. I've been, you know, explaining to my to my youngest brother, that although I'm I'm much older than you, not by much, because he'll be 25 soon. Um, not by much, 10 or 11 years. My my youngest brother was born when I was 11. I was in sixth grade. I told him we can learn from each other. You, it's not just that you learn from me thing, man. Your perspective matters to me, and he's told me things just in the last year or so that I wish I had taken his advice on. Um, but I know to take his advice moving forward on certain things. My nephew, he's hilarious. He's a he is hilarious at two. Of course, you know, two years old, you know, kids eat any and everything. And, you know, I had a bowl of blueberries, you know, just a bowl of fruit, you know, blueberries, blackberries, raspberries. And he is at, he's not at my neck about this fruit. He's at my bowl. He's taking the fruit out of my hand to eat. He's taking the ones out of the bowl to eat. But it doesn't matter. Like just, you know, seeing him walking around, running around, moving around. And the last time I would say I spent a long time with him, he may have been, you know, a few months old. Nice, too. And so I know that regardless of what's going on in my personal life, I have to make an effort to come back home much more frequently Two, maybe three times a month. I have to get back home. I have to. Family is. The most important thing, I used to really believe that starting my own family was the, the biggest thing. And and that time will come. But I was so fixated on starting my own family that I think I may have started to neglect my own in, in, in a weird way. And so I know I have to come down here like far more often. Don't wait until, you know, I, I can't wait. Uh, just an, another like another quick blurb. So while I'm driving. I'm riding past the high school I graduated from, Indian River High School, Indian River Braves. I'll never forget, like, you know, my time here in high school, just the things I learned, um, you know, playing basketball, playing football, the teachers. We had one of the coolest principals 
and James Fry. Uh, he was down to earth. I never had a principal that called me by my nickname. I never did. But he called me by my nickname forever. It's funny, you know, because in, in Tidewater, my nickname is, is Cheeks. My fourth grade teacher started calling me that. One of my homies started calling me that. I had a fat face. And they just started calling me Cheeks. We all had these, these nicknames. And Cheeks stuck with me. And my principal, even, you know, I got that nickname when I lived in Norfolk and I moved to Chesapeake. And the nickname followed me because a lot of my homies in Chesapeake, when I, we would go in Norfolk together, that's what all of my Norfolk, you know, homeboys and, and brothers called me. So, so the name, the name followed me. Hell, they put Cheeks as my last name in my year, in the yearbook. Like, in all my basketball yearbook pictures, they put Cheeks as my last name. My last name is not Cheeks. It's kind of funny. So last night, I also got to meet up with, you know, with my, my brother, brother that's closest to me in age. And he's 33. And I know he'll turn 34 next month. And just got a chance to ride and spend some time with him for about an hour yesterday. You know, just catching up. Just talking about life, you know, talking about so many different things. And realizing that, you know, us being in, in different homes, we just grew up totally different. And us living in, in different different demographics or in different, you know, I guess you say in different areas of Virginia. You know, we're witnessing similar things, but at a different level. And I just learned that, you know, one of the reasons why I stopped coming home uh, was because in large part, when I left and came back, I realized that home was home. It always will be. I'm riding through Chesapeake now, heading into, you know, towards South Norfolk. And it, everything looks the same. But I knew that the crime rate in our area had jumped up. Things were happening. You know, some of my friends were getting locked up. You know, like in, in, in people were getting killed and it kind of put me in a headspace where I, I didn't I didn't really I didn't want to be around. I didn't want to come down. And then I felt like I had things going on in my own life that just kind of held me, you know, where I was. I just and I just did not come. I didn't come home. But I mean, we talked, man, for like a long time, just rode around all we rode, you know, because Tidewater, like, you know, all the the cities are pretty big, but they all touch almost like at a midpoint, except Suffolk <laughs> and Portsmouth, the Newport News, those kind of the way. But you can go from Norfolk to Chesapeake to Virginia Beach uh, just in a matter of minutes, in a matter of minutes. And we just rode, you know, down areas where, you know, when my, you know, my grandma passed away. When I was she passed away, where her funeral was, and you know, I remember playing games at Granby High School. You know, just we just took that trip. You know, now just over here in, in the South Norfolk area, it all looks exactly the same. It's all the same. You know, since I was 16, 17, 18, I know this gas station right here, the Sitgo, was once a solo gas station, and this gas over here was 87 cent a gallon. I'll never forget it. And just for those of y'all that think I'm old, I was not born in like the 50s or the 40s or the 60s and nothing like that. I was, you know, this was back in 2002, 2001, 2003, uh, when I was in high school and graduating high school where 
um, you know, where gas was 80 some cent. I just rode past, you know, this neighborhood called Sunrise Hill. I spent a lot of time in Sunrise Hill and it all still looks exactly the same. It's all the same. I want to let everybody know that prayer definitely works. Prayer works. Holidays are a unique time. You know, holidays are great. You know, we love holidays. We get to spend so much time with our family. Holidays can also sometimes be a reminder of, you know, of loved ones that we may have lost, that we don't get to see. My grandmother, her birthday is December 23rd. And she hasn't been with us, you know, for over 30 years. And so, you know, sometimes, you know, like the holidays have like a, you know, like that, that, that twofold, you know, where it's like it's super happy times, but it's super sad times because somebody that, you know, you, you want to be around might not necessarily, they might not be around. They might not be there. Um, and on this holiday, as happy as I am to be with my family, I have, you know, I'm carrying like a little bit of level of pain in my heart as well. And it's like it's unique, very unique, um, just in, in how it all feels. But of course, I know that, you know, that God's love, it, you know, God's love endures forever. And that's what I have to always remember, um, you know, even when I start to think about myself in these situations. As I continue to ride, like I've just I rode past and now it's just kind of like a this is not it's a space now. But there was a gas, like a car wash that was there. I'll never forget. It. I was in sixth grade. And there was a tornado that touched down in Norfolk. And that tornado ended up. Oh, wow, that's a new highway. That tornado tore apart the car wash. Kind of crazy. Let's put a, a, another highway over here that cuts across Norfolk. I thought, is that the only? I thought it was another one. Yeah, okay, that is the one. I'm tripping. So now I'm, I'm over in Norfolk now, uh, kind of like in the, in the Camp Estella range a little bit, but I'm coming through uh, Jersey Cuts. My dad used to own that, that barbershop. It was called First Class Cuts in that same location. And my dad ran it, you know, with, you know, with a couple of his, his family members and they ran that shop uh, for like a good few years, um, you know, prior to selling it. But now, you know, I'm, I'm going across the railroad tracks. I'm riding over here into Berkeley right now. And Berkeley is, is where I grew up. Me and my mom lived in Camp Estella. We grew up in Diggs Park. Not in Diggs Park. I'm sorry. We were in Camp Estella. Uh, and, you know, when I was probably four or five, I remember it. My mom ended up getting an apartment over here in Berkeley. And it's always fun for me to, to drive through Berkeley. I don't always get to come here during the day. But it's always fun for me to drive through Berkeley. Like I'm looking right now in Berkeley, there's three houses on the backside. I know they've been building up, you know, this entire area. And um, I used to catch the bus. You know, I just rode past, you know, the bus stop when I was in middle school. I remember chasing that bus. You know, all of these townhouses and, and things over here in Berkeley are still exactly the same. This whole area, you know, it's the same. And this is and this is where I grew up. This is where I grew. Um, you know, as a as a kid into a teenager, you know, in this in this area, in this neighborhood. 
just, you know, being around, you know, my fan, you know, my, my peers, you know, growing up with friends, playing football outside, you know, scuffing up your jeans and, you know, tearing holes in your sweatpants because you're playing football all day. Some of them look different. Some of them are white brick that were normally red brick. I thought they, I heard they tore some of them down. The apartment building I grew up in, 1130 Craig Street, apartment F. I remember my, you know, my, my address as, you know, when I was a kid, I remember our neighborhood used to flood. Hmm. Not sure what that is, but I remember, you know, just walking, you know, down Louisa Street. It would, I would walk a mile and a half, maybe like a mile, you know, to get to school. I remember it all. Just walking through here. Over here, you know, some of the terrace, the Berkeley Park. Like this was this is definitely where I grew up. It's almost vlog worthy. I don't have many pictures from, you know, when I was a kid and I grew up out here. Here's a shop and go. I'm riding past. You know, we used to come up here. I never forget. My dad picked me up one day from my mom's. We pull up to the shop and go. My dad bought a, like a, a root beer. And my dad chugged this root beer, he chugged it like it was juice. No break and then he burped. I was just like, I've never seen nobody chug a root beer. And then I got older and I learned how to do it myself. But as I'm coming through Berkeley, I know they, they built up it back in a Berkeley and now I'm, you know, I'm seeing, you know, where, you know, there used to be old townhouses. Now I'm seeing, you know, like homes, I'm seeing houses. I know that they built, you know, this, this shopping plaza over here. I'm riding past the elementary school that, you know, that I went to, that I attended and the, the community center. This is where, you know, this is where higher levels started. The Berkeley Community Center is where higher level pretty much originated. That's where the idea came from. There was a guy named Buck who worked in that gym and Buck wasn't a basketball coach. Buck worked in the community center. He was one of the community center leaders. Coach Buck and Miss Thatch. And they kept us in line because our parents weren't at the community centers with us. You know, like now most, you know, most children, their parents are dropping them off at camp and picking them up or their parents bring them to the gym and they stay. Well, now nah, we just used to walk to the wreck. And we'd just be in the wreck all day. All day. And they kept us in line. They kept us from acting a fool. I remember the fights out here, you know, we, we, we would fight with the the, uh, the other area neighborhoods, you know, like, you know, because Berkeley is split up. You know, you got some of the terrace, you got Bell Diamond, you got the boondocks, you know, you got, I think, you know, the heights is like was starting to, you know, to claim their area. And we just used to get into these random wrestling matches and it turned, it turned like bad pretty like in a matter of time. But I just remember all of these things vividly, you know, now I'm over here in Norfolk, I'm, I'm riding across, you know, I'm going towards downtown. On the highway, I'm about to circle back and go back to Virginia Beach. Um, I was, you know, just kind of, you know, just, you know, awake and just, you know, thinking and, and, you know, and just had, you know, some things on my mind. And I wanted to get out and just kind of, you know, get a little bit of a, a brain dump, you know, on Christmas, man. I can remember, you know, 
you know, Christmas, you know, my mom used to put things together. She used to buy everything she could, you know, during Christmas times. And I remember being, you know, with my dad and just like just every Christmas, you know, just enjoying it. And and Christmas just brings so much light into my heart. And it also, um, you know, it, you know, with, you know, with the bitter, they're sweet. And I actually had an Instagram post the other day. I said, you know, enjoy the process. Take the bitter with the sweet. You know, it just kind of it just kind of is what it is. And so, you know, Christmas right now has a bittersweet feeling for me. In 2020. It wasn't that the year was awful. A lot of good came from the year, but it's just a bittersweet time for me. I have to take the time to digest many of the lessons that I learned during the year of 2020 and 2019 and 2018. And I have to use those lessons to propel me forward. As I look over from from the highway, I can see Norfolk State. And it looks like all of the work that they were doing in Norfolk State when I used to be down here frequently, it looks like it's done. And the campus looks beautiful. It is beautiful. Riding down 64. I remember living in Berkeley. Our bus would sometimes take the highway, and we were either going under 64 or past 64. I went to Lake Taylor Middle School before I moved um, with my um, with my dad. But it's a beautiful day in 2020. You know, be sure to give thanks. Spend the time, you know, with your families. We have an epic year ahead of us. An epic year. Epic. Speak everything into existence that you want. Pray on those things. Know that that's for you will be for you. What's not for you, it's not for you. No matter what anybody tries to force on you, no matter what anybody tries to make you do, no matter what you try to make yourself do, if it's not for you, it's not for you. And if it is for you, you'll probably have to work a little bit for it. I heard a podcast the other day where it's it's simply stated that God buries the treasure that we seek inside of us. He buries it inside of us. Don't let anybody like make you get like second guess yourself. Your path is your path and not everybody's moving on the same accord. What's right for you will be right for you. What you want and what you need in your life and the things that, that you that you appreciate in your life, those things, they matter. They matter. This podcast has become fun for me. It's become at one point I was wondering how many listens I could get. But then I found out that the most controversial podcast that I did was the one that got the most views. And I'm not controversial. But it's become kind of therapeutic for me. Even, you know, some of my, you know, my good brothers, they say they listen to it while they commute to work. And it helps their ride go by faster. 
they like the content. They like, you know, the stuff that I'm talking about. So if you're from somewhere, another country, another state, I would advise you go home. Like go home. It's coming from somebody that chose to not go home a lot. Go home. Go home. Why should we, you know, like neglect our families, other parts of our families, just to be around, you know, other people and other people's families. Like we should be around like our families. And if you've, you know, if you've created your own family, then yeah, that's, that's that. But I have family in Northern Virginia and I have family in Southern Virginia as well. Just drop my keys. I bought some funny gifts this year. I bought my significant other a, a mural that she'll never forget. An amazing gift. I got my mom. <laughs> I bought my mom five lottery tickets. Cheap, right? But if she hit, it would be the greatest gift ever. Not if. When one of those tickets hit, be the greatest gift ever. The greatest gift. You know, my little brother, he wore, you know, he wore one of my youngest brother, he wears vans and Jordan. So I got, you know, I got him some vans, got my nephew a pair of vans, got my sister, you know, a gift card so she can shop. You know, she like I'm telling you, my baby sister's a lot like, you know, my 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 older sister. She's there a lot, a lot of like, I mean, they they ball on a budget, they know how to shop, they can come out with a great outfit with ten dollars. So I got her a gift card, you know, so she can get some stuff. And now it's 620. I'm going to go in here. I got to get my daily Bible read in. I'm going to sleep. Because my brother tired. I'm tired. So again, thank you for taking the time to listen. Uh, my pod, this is this is Merry Christmas 2020. Uh, if you haven't already, you know, jot down some things that you know you're you're thankful for. You know, this year we do this on Thanksgiving, but also, you know, we're now at the end of the year, and you know, start thinking about you know some of the good things that happened this year. Start thinking about it. Write it down. This year wasn't all bad. Was a lot of great things that that came out of this year. Enjoy the day. Enjoy the holiday. Enjoy the day off to everyone who's not. I mean, that is off. Merry Christmas to the to the people that are working today. First responders, hospital workers, Seven Eleven workers. Merry Christmas, happy holidays to all. Peace.